Welcome everyone to Nuck If You Buck, the Milwaukee Bucks podcast that explains how your local team stacks up against the rest of the NBA. Hey Hoopheads, once you finish listening to this episode, be sure to check out the rest of the Hoopheads podcast network for even more great basketball content. Hey there, hi there, ho there, and welcome to Nuck If You Buck, the Milwaukee Bucks show hosted by me, Devin Zanskison, brought to you by Hoopheads as always. Today I'm coming at you solo, but we have the All-Star Weekend and several games to cover. Uh, you may be wondering who this is speaking to you because it's felt like it's been a little bit. Now this is only, I guess, only the second time where I kind of skipped a week there, but... I figured I wasn't alone in that with the all-star break and, you know, your guy's been uh, keeping a bit busy here with uh, the day job, friends coming into town, birthdays, catching up on some writing. It's kind of hard to pinpoint one thing normally. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, normally I'd have some, some huge excuse to make, but I'm just living, just living life, man. Uh, anyhow, though, um, yeah, so much to get to, um, normally I'd like to start out with some sort of, uh, overarching point here. Uh, I guess the theme is that, uh, the Bucks are now 13 and 12 since January 1st. I believe that's accurate, uh, Following up last night's game against the Hornets, which was a uh, much-needed victory. We know our record post-All-Star is one of the most difficult, maybe the most difficult in the league. I'm sure there's strength of schedule stats out there. I didn't quite look into it, but it's what uh, you know what the talking heads are saying. So good thing we took down a, a talented uh, Hornets roster and an... Uh, Decisive fashion, uh, worth mentioning that they were uh, coming off of a back-to-back in which none other than Kelly Olynyk sunk a game winner against them. But still, we just got to play, so, uh, play who's in front of us. Um, you know, after Saturday's game, I know uh, fans might have kind of left the game with a poor taste in their mouth after... We lost against Kyrie, who put up 38-5-5. Of course, a home game for the Bucks, so he was able to play there. I, (laughs) it's funny. I I remember getting updates on uh, the New York uh, vaccine mandate and such, but after him and Ben Simmons and all that hullabaloo we've heard all season, I, uh, I think I just did a did a couple. Couple clicks to get the uh, Twitter notification off my screen, and just assumed, all right, I, I guess Kyrie Irving's coming back. But according to the Athletic NBA show, it's not uh, really that cut and dry either, because uh, apparently it sounds like the lift of the vaccine mandate is more to do with um, the public at large. And because Kyrie Irving's technically an employee uh, of the Brooklyn Nets in like the private sector, that means he might still have to wait. Um, supposedly, the 
Brooklyn Nets could uh, opt to just pay his fines, but also according to the Athletic NBA show, uh, well, not that they're uh, this is Adam Silver's show or anything, but they seem to think that uh, Adam Silver would not uh, be too fan of that, the commissioner of the league that is. Uh, of course, uh, not a great PR hit for your league in general, but... Um, you know, we'll get into more of that game because there's plenty of talking points there. We have a we have a few additions, uh, you know, transitioning from the Nets. We have a few additions from the former Nets roster and Javon Carter and uh, DeAndre Bembry, who uh, certainly have a chance to uh, make their mark on this roster, so to speak. And another uh, exciting name uh, in Tyreek Evans is believe at this point he has worked out for the Milwaukee Bucks and I bet there's going to be more highlights uh, coming from that but he you know there's definitely uh, some opportunity for him as well uh, I guess as long as the Bucks give him a chance uh, the, the man hasn't ever averaged less than uh, 10 points per game of course He's been gone for some time, but but you'd think he has something left. Uh, All-Star Weekend, we saw the Anadokounmpo's compete in the Skills Challenge. <laughs> uh, you, nothing much else uh, there. I thought I thought they did fine as well as expected. Giannis hit. Uh, hit a logo three in that one, which is uh, noteworthy in my opinion. And they, uh, specifically Giannis, competed their ass off in like this, this, uh, this passing challenge. Somehow Giannis himself got 40 points on it. And then they just uh, were eliminated on a uh, tiebreaker, which was just, uh, Thanasis versus Darius Garland, uh, who could make a three-pointer first, and you can guess how that went. Uh, now, besides that main event in the uh, skill challenge, the uh, all-star game was also Sunday night. That is uh, not this past Sunday, but the one before. A recording here, by the way, uh, at uh, just before 8 o'clock on Tuesday, March 1st. So that's why I'm covering uh, so many uh, GD games right now because, like I said, I skipped that week and we're recapping All-Star as well. But Giannis was the third leading scorer in the All-Star game. Everyone knew he'd he'd, uh, go out there and and, uh, do his best as he does. He only has one gear. Uh, dropping a very Giannis stat line in the All-Star game with 30 points, 12 rebounds, and 6 assists. Uh, Embiid had the second most points with 36 points, 10 rebounds, and 4 assists, the star of his team. And uh, Steph Curry was uh, took the show with uh, 50 points. I believe that's the second most behind Anthony Davis's 52 points 
uh, fairly recently. And but Steph Curry did uh, claim the record for uh, the most threes in an All Star game with uh, sixteen. And of course, it's it's a fake game, but that would also be the record for any other uh, regular season NBA game. Uh, some other All Star. Uh, all-star activities that uh, maybe you liked, maybe you could do without, but it's one weekend, so I was tuning in for it. Uh, in unison with the Nets game, uh, the uh, Bucks disappointed us a little bit against the 76ers as well, where they lost a close battle against the Sixers just after that Harden trade. So they didn't have to face Harden, but the Sixers were also without uh, Seth Curry and Andre Drummond from that deal. Of course, uh, when you abruptly move a guy's job, uh, I mean, it's Philly to Brooklyn, not far, but still you got to get acclimated to a whole new team. Uh, you might have You might have to miss a game. That's not... Not totally uncommon. So big opportunity there for the Bucks, but they kind of squandered that. Um, granted, the Bucks have battled injuries as well, but uh, against the Nets, uh, they definitely had the advantage there. Maybe more of a toss-up against the 76ers, but the Bucks didn't have Grayson Allen against the 76ers. He had like a sore hip or something along those lines. Grayson, I believe, just got engaged as well, so congratulations to Grayson. Um, yeah. And then we can save a little bit more of the Sixers talk for, for a bit later on. I have no idea, by the way, what this format is where I'm recording right now maybe this is just my little uh all-star all-star break rust here and that i'm just doing a very very high level overview of everything and uh <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll go back later where need be but uh even further back uh, i got to go to my well you know Thankfully, I've actually been able to get to a lot of Bucks games uh, within the past uh, few months here, and of course, did not disappoint. But uh, a huge part of my Bucks fandom actually goes back uh, to my boy uh, B B Ridley, uh, Bradley Kaler. He's been on the show a couple times here, once uh, by himself after Giannis signed the supermax, and he was uh, in my reckless. Uh, a championship celebration show as well, but uh, he's uh, one of the first people I think about uh, when I think about my Bucks fandom. It's because he's a season ticket holder, brought me to several games uh, in college, and uh, yeah, things got rowdy there, but uh, good times. And uh, this is my first time going to a game with him uh, since the pandemic. And it was Giannis's first 50 ball since uh, Game Six of the NBA Finals, where the Bucks took care of business against the uh, Indiana Pacers, and it was possibly the the easiest 
uh, 50-point game that I had ever seen a player just stroll into, but uh, we must also remember that the Pacers, like uh, the teams that we would play later on that I just went over, uh, higher level of competition, but uh, they had a big trade uh, sending uh, Demontis Sabonis, the uh, Lithuanian, to uh, Sacramento Kings in exchange for uh, Tyrese Halliburton. Both teams, both teams ex- exchanged a couple role players as well. Uh, but... Certainly not a throw in. Buddy Heald in that trade uh, paid dividends pretty quick as he dropped 36 points, two rebounds, four assists on 8 of 12 shooting from the behind the arc against the Bucks. Uh, but yeah, without Demontis Sabonis having Miles Turner out with uh, like a stress reaction, not a stress fracture. Um. From what I had heard from podcasts, essentially a stress reaction means it's it's building up to a break, but it's not uh, completely a break. I don't know. I could be misremembering that. I am not a doctor, nor do I plan on uh, handing out medical advice anytime soon. But either way, that led to Giannis uh, largely being guarded by Jalen Smith who was uh who who followed out he was part of the trade where the Phoenix Suns have have now traded for uh Tory Craig in consecutive seasons of course last year uh the Suns acquired Tory Craig from us and Suns also were just able to get in on on a trade for uh, Aaron Holiday, Drew's youngest brother, of course. Uh, in exchange for just a bag of beans, when Aaron Holiday is a is a high level uh, backup point guard, to be sure, uh, in this league, unless there's something I don't know about, but that's always been my understanding. And then uh, with Jalen Smith, of course, in foul trouble, Goga Batadze was another. A uh, frequent defender of Giannis, and uh, anybody else I threw at Giannis was even smaller than those two. Uh, Goga, of course, known uh, more for his uh, versatile offensive skill set, tremendous size, of course, but he's able to stretch it out beyond the three-point arc with a smooth stroke. And finally, uh, we're going. As far back in this, uh, <laughs> we're going uh, as far back as the uh, embarrassing loss to the Portland Trailblazers uh, on the Monday before the All-Star break. Uh, Bucks were without Giannis, and this is the first game of the Serge Ibaka era, but still, we had Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday and... Uh, Need I remind everyone that the Trailblazers uh, gave up C.J. McCollum, Norm Powell, and uh, Robert Covington for, uh, you know, 75 cents on the dollar. Uh, Anthony Simons is uh, definitely one of the uh, 
you know, greatest breakout players of this season. Josh Hart has had a had a tremendous year as well. But still, these on a normal night, these guys really uh, shouldn't be able to hold a candle to uh, Chris and Drew Holiday. Uh, not to, of course, that sounds quite slanderous considering the outcome of this game. Simons looks to have a future, uh, definitely, but I don't know. I'm just kind of, maybe I shouldn't say I'm confused with the, with the Anthony Simons, uh, with his future in Portland, because I don't know. I guess it's just funny to me that they're moving on from CJ uh, and then stepping into his role as Anthony Simons, who is just uh, essentially a younger uh, younger version of CJ McCollum. But of course, there's, you know, there's a lot more, um, a lot more than meets the eye there because uh, Damian Lillard's future in Portland, I think, is uh, largely in question. And, uh, I mean, a lot of the CJ deal was just, uh, no, it was considered valuable just to get off his contract. Uh, I think he's going to be, he's due for over $30 million, and a lot of people don't think he's, you know, I would say, um, we're hearing a lot of a lot of uh, negativity towards Tobias Harris right now. I think because because of the James Harden move, um, where he's like nominally supposed to be their third best guy, but with Maxi still fitting in. Uh, quite well with the Sixers even with Harden in recent games people it's trendy for people to question uh if Tobias Harris is even is even their third guy and they're saying now he's their number four guy I think maybe that's a stretch I don't watch the Sixers as close as others but maybe we can pump the brakes a little bit but I could be wrong and uh yeah, so jumping all over the board here, I I guess I'll just uh, get right on to it. Uh, Serge Ibaka in his in his first game with the Bucks, he hit his first three field goal attempts, and he. Uh, I don't know if Serge was actually credited for a block either on Nurkic on the first possession of this Portland Trailblazer game, but uh, he definitely affected the shot. On Nurkic, so uh, yeah, Bucks definitely definitely were really excited from the jump, but uh, the Blazers would go on an 8-0 run from the five to the three-minute mark, uh, including Yusuf Nurkic having having nine of the first thirteen uh, Trailblazer points, uh, despite the defense from Ibaka and. The Bucks were down by one going into the second quarter, 30 to 31. 
Jordan Awara led the Bucks in scoring after one with eight points and two rebounds to Yusuf Nurkic's nine points and three rebounds. Uh, there were a couple highlight blocks uh, from the newcomers on either side, uh, those being Serge Ibaka, who uh, swatted the snot out of a out of a shot off the backboard, and then Elijah Hughes uh, got up for one as one. Elijah Hughes actually was uh, rerouted, well, rather, uh, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, who was part of the C.J. McCollum deal, was rerouted to uh, the Utah Jazz for Joe Ingles. Uh, so that's how Elijah Hughes actually made his way to Portland from uh, Utah. And I think people were, the Utah Jazz were a team, uh, you know, like the Lakers and the Warriors. There were uh, a few a few high-level Western Conference teams that just kind of made minimal moves and... Uh, And yeah, I think people were confused about Nikhil Alexander-Walker being the guy for uh, for the Jazz at the deadline. But according to John Hollinger, he was saying on the podcast, of course, the former, former front office executive had heard that, uh, you know, people's asking prices were uh, just uh, a little too high, <laughs> I guess, this time around. Uh, it's interesting because even Aaron Eric Gordon is staying on the Houston Rockets, and it's hard to imagine that his value will be any any higher. I mean, the guy's making, uh, if I remember correctly, close to if not twenty million dollars, and uh, I think that's uh, definitely an overpay at this point. But people seem to be uh, seem to be willing to send out the matching salary. Uh, for that, and then maybe minimal draft compensation if they're if they're giving up another, uh, you know, large salary in return. And of course, the Rockets in particular aren't as interested in what Eric Gordon can contribute at this point. Maybe compared to a team that could have used him, like the Lakers or Jazz, or he was rumored in in uh. For Cleveland before they had traded for Karis LeVert. And I'm sure plenty of other teams would, would have liked his services too. Uh, seemed like he was rumored everywhere because no one thought uh, Rockets would have kept him. But either way, uh, Bobby Portis had a huge offensive rebound and a flex on uh, uh, Trent Watford. But the Bucks would score z- uh, zero field goals over a four-minute stretch, and meanwhile, Anthony Simons at the same time hit three threes in a row, uh, leading to uh, that huge breakout from the Blazers in the second quarter. And the Bucks went into the half with it not looking good, uh, fifty-four to seventy-one. Uh, Simons had eighteen points and two assists at half to Bobby Portis's eleven points and six rebounds. Uh, the Bucks had trouble exploiting uh, the Trailblazers' zone defense. Definitely not uh, 
shooting on all cylinders like Anthony Simons was. Chris and Drew Holiday also had had four turnovers each at half, so that was uh, was a load of garbage for Bucks fans to see. Uh, Bobby would get a block on uh, Justice Winslow and convert on a short short jumper, but Justice Winslow would redeem himself by stuffing Jordan Noir at the rim. God, I love Jordan Noir. <laughs> Emphatically. <laughs> Over, I'll maybe uh, pull back a bit of that hype because I know he's a polarizing character, but someone has to fill the uh, Dante DiVincenzo role. I respect that Jordan Noir is so, so willing to go up, go up for a jam, even if it's a, uh, even if it's against a larger opponent, of course, uh, Justice Winslow isn't is it totally uh, in a separate league from Jordan Wara, but Justice Winslow is, is is a phenomenal athlete, so I wasn't wasn't shocked that uh, he met Noir at the rim. Uh, I I wonder if I can find stats on how how frequently dudes uh, get blocked. Uh, Per dunk attempt that has to be out there if someone can please share that with me that'd be greatly appreciated uh but surprise surprise the bucks weren't able to mount a third quarter comeback in that uh first game before the all-star break uh it was still 78 to 94 uh trailblazers after three quarters Simons had 36 points, two rebounds, three assists to Bobby's 15 points, eight rebounds. Uh, Lindell Wigington was fouled beyond the arc for the second time uh, that night. Shout out Lindell Wigington for for a two-way guy that no one had ever heard of before. He uh, He has greatly exceeded my expectations. Of course, we'll be seeing less of him. Uh, now that we acquired uh, Javon and DeAndre and might be bringing in Tyreek as well with our final roster spot. But, um, but yeah, there's no reason for anyone uh, to hate on Wigington at all. I don't, I don't know if it's out there, but, uh, you know, two-way guys can often be, be, the, be the butt of the joke if, you know, for whatever reason but yeah i appreciate him stepping up to the plate and uh showing up uh drew holiday would cut it to uh eight points with the transition three in this game uh you know with a team that you should uh should definitely beat when you go in as uh you know such strong favorites i never fully um let go of hope for for a comeback in this game maybe i'll eat those words in a bit once i get close to the final score here but uh bobby portis was whistled whistled for a flagrant foul for pulling uh nurkic down by the back of his jersey uh i i saw some people question it and i thought thought it thought about it as well but you know, whenever these uh, these questionable, I don't know. Whenever whenever a guy makes a play on defense, where you even question uh, what he was trying to do there, similar similar to a case 
uh, like Bobby not even making a play on, play on the ball. You got to wonder. <laughs> I think I, I feel like everyone's finally getting past this point uh, in this season. It felt like it'd be talked about forever, but you got to wonder how much worse was Grayson Fowles um, foul really? And would people look at it any different if the guy, if the guy uh, hadn't gotten hurt? Because it seems like, I don't know. I should probably just drop it, right? Yeah, good job, Devin. Uh, but uh, before I had said said after Drew Holiday cut it to eight points after a transition three that that there's no way I could, uh, you know, I I could admit that the Bucks were out of this game. Uh, perhaps until after the Bucks went on another scoreless stretch for for three minutes or more late in the fourth quarter. And uh, C.J. Ellaby hit a dagger three, leading to a Mike Boonholder timeout and some the nasty and Sandro Memo Kalashvili action, uh, leading to the Blazers taking it home 107 to 122. Simons finished with 31 points, two rebounds, six assists, uh, to Drew Holiday's 23 points, two rebounds, and six assists. Uh, so yeah, that's one we definitely all want to forget about. And thankfully the Bucks were able to take care of business, especially in the game that I ended up going to. Uh, this reminded me of the last game I had gone to. It was that must have been the Wizards game. Um Story with, I don't. I I just I I think I remember Giannis really going off, which could be. You know, you could throw throw a dart anywhere, at the uh, Bucks schedule, and you'll probably find a game where Giannis scores, uh, almost forty points. But, uh, I attended a game. Again, my buddy Freddie brought me to a suite from his aunt, and again. John Horse was in the suite next to me. We got free buffet, free beers. I'm not driving. And uh, Giannis, uh, Giannis uh, went off late and shut down a Wizards comeback. But <laughs> I'm recalling this game from forever ago because I remembered previously the Bucks had that atrocious loss to the Denver Nuggets. Uh just before I had gone to gone to a Bucks game, and I was really afraid that there would be a similar result, but if there's if there's anything you can count on the Bucks uh, for this regular season, I guess it's inconsistency. So uh, yeah, at least. Even if they, even if these bucks can't uh, come out like gangbusters and uh, and uh, and uh, go, go on a run, at least they can't lose too many in a row either. Uh, I try, <laughs> but but yeah. So thankfully, Giannis dropped fifty 
in a in a game that I that I was able to go to. Uh, like I had said going into it, super casual, uh, fifty point performance. He had had that game against the Lakers as well earlier in the month, where he just stumbled into like. 40 something points again. He he didn't miss a shot until like late in the third quarter. And uh they had just completely outclassed that team, but some credit is due to the Pacers here. I mean, Giannis actually kind of had to put up uh the numbers that he did. The uh the Bucks only won by 9 in this game. And I remember it being just close enough that uh, my buddy Brad, uh, the friggin' guy, he's uh, he's doing he's doing a ton of studying for just his job, you know, as as young adults. Uh, dude, I'm taking a class myself on Saturdays for my day job, but the guy's definitely uh, grinding a lot harder than I than I than I am for it, and I know uh, I know he wanted to try to try to get back in a in a timely fashion with all the stuff he's he's uh got uh on his lap but it was hard to leave this game because the the pacers uh had it in reach for a moment but uh the bucks uh stood out mostly in uh the field free throw category uh making 22 to only eight from the pacers uh, naturally, Giannis shot 14 of 18 that night, so uh, that definitely uh, that's definitely huge. I know Giannis is he Giannis is at least top three in free throws. If I had to guess, it's probably him and uh, Embiid at the top, but. I could be mistaken. Otherwise, the Bucks also won the points in the paint battle, 62 uh, to 48. Uh, significant to be sure, but I'm almost exci- I'm almost surprised there was not uh, an even an even larger deficit, considering their leading scorer was was uh, Buddy Heald by a wide margin with 36 points. He wasn't he wasn't getting the lane and dunking, and of course he doesn't have to. He can fill it up from beyond the arc with the best of them but of course we pointed out uh why this it why Giannis made uh a 50 piece look so simple uh because he was uh going against some really young uh centers so not a I don't have a, a ton of a ton of other notes there, I mean, Giannis dropped 50. We shouldn't lose that game. He shouldn't have to put up 50, but uh, we we definitely uh, we definitely weren't uh, we accepted the win after after the night before against the Blazers. Um, the other thing I have in mind from from this night with my boy uh, Bridley was he had he hit me up before asking like if I wanted to get like like food or beer somewhere else before the game. Uh, you know, of course, before we, we pay an arm and a leg in the stadium for it. And he asked me if I wanted to go to Brothers. And uh, the last time I had gone to Brothers, it didn't seem 
like an establishment I necessarily wanted uh, to um, stop in for uh, looking for fine dining, but damn, they really renovated that place over the pandemic. They must have. Uh, I mean, all I remember from that place back in the day were uh, the stickiest floors in town, those plastic cups for, I think it was like $10, all you could drink, just super irresponsible. That's like, uh, that's like Axel's uh, level irresponsible, perhaps not, but not far from it. And, uh, yeah, I have a picture of a friend sitting in a garbage can in that bar one night. I think I remember, um, being on a balcony and, uh, dancing in the rain with a friend on top of a table on the balcony and looking, and then looking into the window when they had swag surfing plan. Man, to be young again, I tell you. To be young again. Anyhow, um, I mentioned that the Bucks had had some signings uh, since we had opened up a few roster spots from the... Uh, from the uh, trade deadline. Yeah. For some reason, I thought that... Well, no. We had to have had three open because we just signed Javon Carter and DeAndre Bembry. Oh, but also, of course, I remember locked on Bucks pointing to the fact that Greg Monroe... Um, would not be signed to another 10-day, uh, just like logistically, because if you're signing a guy to a 10-day and it's coming up right before the All-Star break, it just makes no sense to uh, you know, pay a guy uh, thousands upon thousands of dollars when there aren't basketball games ahead of us. And, of course, it's the time of the year when there's the most uh, turnover. So that checks out uh, as we exchange Dante for Surge, uh, offloaded uh, Rodney and Semi. Uh, with the Clippers as well. So that leaves one more for Tyreek. But the first of the bunch that we signed was DeAndre Bembry. Uh, I actually saw on social he was at the same game that I was at. Uh, that is the Pacers game with uh, Bridley. But uh, Bembry, he posted a photo and he was in this like a. Uh, executive luxury suite that's in an even higher level than the other suites where I saw John Horst. So, uh, yeah, there's no way I, I could have been eyeballing him when I was, uh, when I was four beers and four, four buffet plates deep, but, uh, it was cool that I was able to see the post and look up and be like, Hey, what's up, Bemery? Uh, but Bemery was signed for, uh, a rest of the season deal. I think that's a uh, fair gamble uh, to make. Uh, I mean, he's 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 carved out a role in this league, a two-way guy. I would say there's there's low risk there. Uh, of course, he's going to be at the end of our rotation regardless. But you need somebody there. Uh, I would 
I would say everyone probably trusts him more than uh, Rodney or uh, Semi. Rodney was totally fine this year, though. I don't. I definitely don't mean to slander him. Semi just didn't work out. We can leave it at that. Uh, but Bembry was actually uh, the first net waived from the Net Sixers blockbuster. So he was the first choice, and Javon Carter was the second choice for uh, the Nets to waive after they actually had agreed to sign Goran Dragic, of course, the crown jewel of this buyout market. I know Bucks fans really wanted him, and Bucks were strongly linked to Dragic as well. Even uh, Woj uh, went so far as to say that that we were the favorites to get him, but uh, of course, Nash, Nash uh, Nets, the Nets coach, even played with Dragic um, back in Phoenix. And, uh, I mean, of course, the uh, Nets aren't slouches either. I just, I don't know, the more I looked at the list of teams, I just thought that we had we had the, the best combination of availability in the backcourt while also having, uh, you know, more serious title hopes with... Uh, those being listed being the being the clippers uh the bulls probably the nets as well so i digress i like the guys even though of course there are some people poking a little bit of fun at the fact that now uh that the bucks happened to uh fill their two open roster spots with two guys that were technically casted aside by the brooklyn nets uh But however way I get them, I'm, I'm happy to get some uh, some two-way talent in. Uh, of note is that DeAndre Bembry averaged 17.7 7 points, 7.7 rebounds, and 3.6 assists in his sophomore season at St. Joe's. He also spent some time with uh, Mike Boonholzer, I believe, down in Atlanta at the beginning of his career. Uh, so, yeah, I'm I'm... Looking forward to seeing some more action from him. Uh, yeah, Bembry was signed before the Sixers games. The Sixers game, if I remember correctly. Um, but I actually was. Uh, I had a basketball game that night. I had a. Uh, if it seemed like I had a lower level of. Of a of evaluation for some of these games lately, um, basically it was just sad if there was a game on Thursday because it seemed like all of our games were right in the middle of it, including uh, that 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 bummer of a Phoenix Suns game uh, from from the week prior from my last episode. But I think I honestly think I was the one who jinxed uh, the Bucks in that Suns game since. Uh, I was able to show up at the end of the second quarter for that Suns game. A uh, substantial amount of basketball left to be watched. I remember I bought my first beer at Jackson's, our basketball team sponsor, and we were tied. And then uh, by the time a couple guys show up and I look up, uh, Suns uh, began their enormous run. But yeah, so 
I also played a basketball game and missed a, a large chunk of the Sixers game, but uh, this one was actually was well definitely much closer than the Suns game. Uh, the Bucks uh, just snuck past, or rather, Sixers snuck past the Sixers. Sixers snuck past the Bucks. Cheese and rice. I cannot talk. Uh, one twenty to one twenty three. It's worth mentioning that the game before for the Sixers was when they they uh, got it handed to them against the uh, the Boston Celtics. They lost by like an embarrassing uh, margin of defeat. Uh, I don't remember for sure, but I mean, given given the the blowback from this one, I'd say it had to have been. Uh, nearly a 40 ball, or at least that at some point in this game. Uh, but Grayson Allen was out with hip soreness uh, yet in this one. I remember he left the Pacers game. Brad was actually the one who pointed out to me that uh, that Grayson hadn't played in a while, and I just thought it, it was Lindell Wigington season. The guy, uh, he, he also he was out there for 28 minutes against the Pacers and uh, held his own. Good on him. So, Noir filled in for Grayson. Excuse me if you heard me burp a moment ago. Had to take a tea break here. Or literally, uh, iced tea. But, Nor- Jordan Noir filled in for Grayson Allen in the starting lineup of this game. Uh, Bucks had their, their usual starters otherwise, but... A big story of this one was apparently Jordan Warrow was just totally out of pocket, uh, pulling up from uh, from anywhere and everywhere over guys to the point where Giannis has uh, pointed out that Giannis uh, put his arms up in disbelief when Nwara, uh chucked up a shot. So, yeah, our guy Jordan was was uh, you know maybe not peaking. For this game, but I'm—I mean, I'm happy. I'm happy to have a guy guy with his talent on our bench. Uh, uh, to be sure, but I get if people are disappointed to see him in the starting lineup. Uh, and the uh, Sixer starters in this game were Tyrese Maxey, uh, Matisse Thybul, Tobias Harris. Uh, George Niang and Joel Embiid. Uh, I'd said before they, of course, didn't quite have Harden yet. Uh, although people were skeptical of the of the actual injury that he had when still with the Nets, thought he might have been embellishing. Uh, and then, of course, Seth and uh, Andre Drummond, who were huge parts of their rotation, were gone. Uh, a good piece of news regarding the Sixers, now that it's uh, coming to mind, the Lakers actually waived DeAndre Jordan this past week. So, yeah, they they waived DeAndre Jordan for Bucks legend uh, DJ Augustine, who was part of the trade for uh, PJ Tucker. Praise PJ, our dog. But. 
Uh, Andre Drummond has actually been um, one of the best backup centers in the league. And good on him. Of course, he, he's taken a lot of crap uh, throughout uh, a lot of his career. Uh, of course, being uh, heralded as... Uh, as a franchise guy in Detroit with the with the league progressing to more modern NBA and what have you but Drummond's found himself a role and he's he's one of the better guys in the league at it now but now he's on the Nets and that's you know whether he's on the Sixers or Nets that's not great for us either way um but the Sixers are now the favorite to uh snag DeAndre Jordan now that he's available and there's a need at backup center for the Philadelphia 76ers. Sixers did get uh, Paul Millsap back as part of the Nets trade, but of course the Brooklyn Nets and Paul Millsap had already uh, agreed to part ways uh, a bit before the trade deadline, so... Always odd when you see that. A guy, of course, a veteran who's had a, had a great NBA career, um, at least two or three trips to the All-Star game. Uh, you'd think at this point he'd, he'd, be, he'd be ring chasing, but he actually uh, asks, to, asks to leave the Brooklyn Nets. So made sense for him to be a part of, a part of the deal to the Sixers, but... Um, Apparently, apparently they wanted more of that size that Drummond brought, and uh, looks like looks like they can definitely get uh, DeAndre Jordan if they want him to bring in some more size. But uh, I don't think he'll quite be able to fill Andre Drummond's shoes at this point. After all, he's getting waived by the uh, by the Lakers, who I mean, frankly, are kind of trash this season. Normally, I don't use such colorful language. But much worse things have been said about them, and uh, I don't know that they're wrong. So, yeah. So some stats that stood out to me from this game, although it was a loss, the Bucks uh, won the fast break points battle, uh, 13, 13 to six, and the Bucks bench also scored twenty five points to the Sixers ten. So. Interesting. The the uh, most prominent categories that stood out to me were actually ones that the Bucks uh, won, but of course we lost, albeit in a very close battle. I remember there was a moment late in this game where uh, Giannis had thought that Embiid inbounded the ball, and it it wasn't even considered an inbound, but. Basically, uh, had it actually counted, it would have been uh, it would have been a lazy pass if you could even call it to 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 the guard and Giannis uh, basically just picked it off to the picked it up off the ground and dumped it in. But I guess the I guess the ref just pointed to the fact that uh, that uh, Joel Embiid didn't clearly even have possession of the ball before before it went in bounds but 
I don't know. It was just weird. Like, it was, like, the very end of the game, and for Joel Embiid not to be just, like, aware enough and to be, like, I don't know, just to be so unattentive to, like, fumble the ball or, like, not catch catch the ball that's coming to him seem, seem weird to me, but. I don't know. I guess I guess you could also say that he was uh, preoccupied with uh, fig- figuring out what, what the best move uh, for them was uh, going forward. And, uh, of course, it's uh, high stakes, so can't blame him for having a lot of stuff going through his head at the moment. Some uh, final stats. Uh, for the individuals included uh, Giannis having having 32 points, 11 rebounds, 9 assists. Of course, an assist shy from a triple-double. 3 steals, 13 and 23 from the field. Uh, 2 of 4 from 3 and 4 of 5 from the line. And Bede had, a, uh, had 42 points, 14 rebounds, 5 assists. 14 and 21 from, from the field. 3 of 4 from 3 and 11 of 14 from the line drew holiday had 24 points five rebounds three assists eight of 15 from the field three of six from three and five of eight from the line uh and this is only the first time that Embiid would outscore Giannis uh as he would in the all-star game I forgot to mention before that uh team LeBron won with uh LeBron hitting an awesome uh an awesome fadeaway uh, for the Elam ending, of course, where I don't know. Basically, once the fourth quarter hits, then uh, somehow there's an equation to determine what the final score, what the final target score is. Once you uh, figure out the score from the previous quarters and then combine them all and uh, after the final period, you got to get to the uh, final target score first, which, which uh, makes for uh, a competitive finale to be sure. But uh, Trey Kirby from No Dunks argued that it just makes uh, the previous three quarters even meaningless, which I guess I can see. Uh, but I'm no expert on that. It's it's exciting for the All Star game, uh, but it would be a big change to make that a part of a part of uh, the NBA uh, every night. Um, I mentioned before, I think I even said him beating Giannis's lines in this one, but uh, Chris struggled in this game. He, he had uh, the lowest points, I believe, for Team Durant with five points, five rebounds, two assists, and he was also blocked by Giannis. Giannis claimed that he didn't realize it was, it was Chris uh, at the time, and he felt really bad, but... I don't know. I don't know. I don't see why Giannis has to feel bad for uh, blocking technically an opponent in a, in a exhibition game, but of course, of course, the lights are the brightest here. So hopefully, he d- didn't feel like he was undermining uh, Chris Middleton. But yeah, no. Why? Why would Chris Middleton care? Um, 
Yeah, I don't know how many more notes from this All-Star game. All-Star weekend is worth going through. We had already talked about uh, the Antetokounmpo's, uh, you know, giving it a good fight. Uh, of course, Giannis, a two-time MVP, best player in this challenge, but uh, he was joined by Thanasty, who can't even really find a spot in the rotation, even though his his brother is the entire franchise. I mean, I, the nasty is extremely valuable to me, so that's all that matters. But then their youngest brother, Alex Antetokounmpo, uh, part of the Raptors 905, was their third teammate. Uh, shouts out to Alex. I hope, um, I hope he's able to find a spot in the league at some point. But um, only G League player in this contest, so disadvantage for uh, Giannis and his brothers. But they only missed the the final round uh, off of that tiebreaker which was that comical uh, race to see who can hit a three-pointer first between Thanasis and Garland. And it ended how you'd expected. Extremely disappointing dunk contest this weekend. I thought Obi Toppin was actually impressive uh, in terms of like his create creativity and the difficulty of his dunks. And the only thing you could it really seemed like you could be upset with is the fact that he didn't he didn't dunk emphatically on a lot of these, but yeah, it does. It doesn't look as cool, but it's like, can you see how the guy was contorting himself? He's like six ten, and he does basically like like two moves for each dunk. I actually wasn't disappointed with him, but I understand being disappointed with the rest of the with the rest of the All Star weekend. Well, specifically the dunk contest. Um talked a lot um about javon carter and deandre bembry as sort of sort of a uh i mean of course they didn't come as a package deal because they came from the bucks uh due to uh being waived by uh both being waived by the nets but yeah they were waived waived after several deals uh Javon Carter averaged 17.3 points, 4.6 rebounds, and 6.6 assists in his senior year at West Virginia. He also played uh, in seven Suns playoff games last year. He's particularly known for his defense. Uh, I know he has a basketball reference nickname of something like Junkyard Dog or something along those lines. What the heck? Someone totally said that on several podcasts that I have listened to, and it's not even here on Basketball Reference. I'm going to find that podcast, and I'm going to write a strongly worded email because now I look ridiculous. But uh, still, believable that one would one would consider Javon Carter uh, a junkyard dog or whatever nickname. I think that was actually an old uh, WWE wrestler. But... Uh, I know there are several tweets about, like, damn picture, picture going against the front court of uh, of uh, of Drew Holiday and uh, Javon Carter, just scary, aggressive point point of attack defense between the two, uh, so pretty cool uh, that Javon Carter, uh, his name was said in the same breath as Drew Holiday. 
I don't think they're one and the same, of course, but we all know that. But He and DeAndre Bembry were particularly impressive against the Charlotte Hornets, I thought. They weren't able to able to swing the game against the against the Brooklyn Nets, but that was a very, really competitive game. So that so that doesn't take away from them all too much necessarily. No need for them to take a huge blame in you know game against another uh, finals contender. And also uh, the uh, Bucks have worked out former Rookie of the Year in Tyreek Evans. He was. Uh, rookie of the year, Brandon Jennings year. He took away that rookie of the year from Brandon. So it's only fitting that he would repay, uh, the reigning champs by, uh, helping us repeat here. And I don't know. I could definitely see Tyreek Evans having something left in the tank. I don't want to get my hopes up too high considering he had a three-year suspension, but, uh, in all of his, Multiple seasons in the NBA, he never averaged less than 10 points per game. And in his second to last season, the 17-18 year, he averaged 19.4 points, 5.1 rebounds, and 5.1 assists, starting 32 of 52 games for the Memphis Grizzlies. I And yeah, I, I feel like I definitely remember uh, how crazy people thought it was that, that Tyreek Evans was such such a revelation on this Grizzlies team. After that, he played he played his last year, most recent year in 1819 with the Indiana Pacers. I heard some negativity around him with the Pacers. Um his shooting splits definitely were down that year, but they weren't like scary bad or anything and in uh, two of the four playoff games, one of the years they got swept, uh, Tyreek Evans scored uh, 19 points and then 21 points, I believe, in two of those four games. So, I mean, hey, if he's our 10th guy, that could be valuable. Could be valuable. All right. And, uh, yeah, of course, we're already running a bit long here. I... <laughs> It's too bad I, I couldn't have snuck in uh, a recording a little sooner. Uh, but your boy's busy. Your boy's got responsibilities. And, you know, your boy's got to see his family and friends, too. It's Forgive me for saying your boy so much. I That can stop. But yeah, I'll just quickly go over uh, the biggest points from from these last two games that I hadn't touched on. Uh, No Kevin Durant or Ben Simmons for the Brooklyn Nets, so that makes it um, you know particularly sad that the Bucks lost this, having the uh, availability advantage for sure. But yeah, Kyrie went off for thirty eight points, five rebounds, five assists. Uh, three steals, 14 of 26 from the field, two of six from three, and eight of nine from the line. Simmons had, had missed this game because he's dealing with back soreness from the reconditioning. 
process. Some people think he might be ducking the uh, the upcoming game against the 76ers, which is believable. But I also heard something about how he um, he wasn't able or willing to jump uh, during some sort of media like photo shoot, and then he pointed to his back. So could be serious. Uh, and yeah, a lot's been said about Simmons seemingly not being ready to come back right away, even though um, theoretically he should have been working working out all this time. But guy's been through a lot, and we've talked enough about about him. Bucks had twice the turnovers as the Nets, fourteen to seven. They got outscored in the paint, uh, thirty six to forty six. Uh, Bucks bench though outscored the Nets thirty to thirteen. Bobby Portis had a career high eight, eight threes made, eight of fourteen from beyond the arc, thirty and twelve, uh, thirty points, twelve rebounds on the night, eleven to eighteen from the field, and I believe that the those thirty points at least tie a season high from uh, Bobby. Giannis also had 29, uh, 29 points, 14 rebounds, 6 assists, 8 of 12 from the field, 1 of 6 from 3, and 12 of 16 from the line. Chris had 25 points, 3 rebounds, 7 assists, 8 of 13 from the field, 3 of 5 from 3, and 6 of 8 from the line. Yeah, of course it came down to the wire here. Uh I know the final stretch of this one was extremely long. My friend friend uh, Bradley actually this time took our buddy Chris who was in town for this game. And my friend Chris said he was sitting in the seat so long in the fourth quarter that he almost pissed himself. So, you know, wouldn't be, wouldn't, wouldn't have been totally out of the nor- out of the ordinary for Chris, but still says something about how long this game was and, course there were a ton of ton of free throws and intentional following back to back back to back oh excuse me there's a ton of intentional following down the stretch i had totally flipped my words there gotta sip my tea but yeah bobby and Giannis got blocked uh, twice down the stretch, and Giannis had a really bad turnover where he just threw it into the backcourt. So that pretty much sunk the Bucks, even though they definitely had a chance there. Giannis even even um, even caught a hail mary toss and shot a leaning three to the left from the left wing, and it just hit back rim. But he, we had a chance to tie it and put it into overtime, and. Uh, of course, our odds in overtime against the Nets are pretty good, but yeah. Yeah, Drummond uh, definitely stuffed uh, the crap out of Giannis. And then James Johnson blocked Bobby Portis, but I swear I've looked at this play several times, and it looks like there's uh, a lot of contact on the right arm, but I feel like I'm in an island with that, so... Maybe I'm blind. I've been wearing some old contacts lately, if I'm being honest. 
Um, but yeah, at least we were able to redeem ourselves last night and uh, and uh, beat up on the Hornets after they had their second night of a back-to-back. Uh, Bucks had their usual starters and... I believe the last time we played the Hornets, they had a different uh, lineup here, but I can't really place who's missing. They've had Hayward out for quite some time. Uh, Kelly Oubre came off the bench in this one, so maybe that's where I'm off, but they had Ball, Rogier, Bridges. P.J. Washington actually starting in this one next to uh, Miles Plump. Mason Plumley. Miles Plumley, former Buck. Shout out to him. Uh, I don't think we're still, we still have him, have him, uh, on the books, but I'll have to look that up after this. Uh, if so, I'll, I'll hang on to that shout out until later on. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, after being tied, uh, after the first quarter in this game at 32, the Bucks went on a massive run in the second quarter and, uh, Actually took a 23-point lead by halftime. Portis got teed up for bumping Ubre and getting in his face. I don't really know what happened there, but uh, shout-out Bobby. And um, Bobby had another uh, huge scoring night in this game. Oh, shoot. My app is being slow. Yeah, Bobby had... uh, 20 points and 10 rebounds in 22 minutes in this game. Giannis had 26 points, 16 rebounds, 6 assists. Drew Holiday had it had 21 points, 6 rebounds, 8 assists. Chris had 19 points, 4 rebounds, 3 assists, but only 5 of 16 from the field. Just looking after these games, of course, I'm measuring a 5-game a stretch here. Um... Chris Middleton has not necessarily been going off, uh, even outside of that All-Star game. But it, you know, whatever. He found a way to 19 points here, and uh, as long as he or Drew uh, are having uh, are having, you know, a solid to good night by their standards as a as a capable second option, I'll, I'll take it any day of the week. And, uh, yeah, luckily Drew's, uh, pretty reliable guy, uh, this year actually. So, uh, I've mentioned a lot how Carter and Bembry, uh, had Bucks fans pretty hyped in this game, uh, hounding, hounding, uh, the Hornets, uh, giving Bucks fans hope that they can be the irritants on defense that they're advertised as, and yeah, especially if they don't have to play play the Nets every night, they can they can really uh, stand out. But also, they should be uh, at least okay against the Nets, considering they went against them in practice all year. Maybe that's a uh, galaxy brain uh, idea from. Horst and Bud is that they can maybe, uh, yeah, maybe they can 
they can recover all of the uh, net secrets from uh, from the two wings there. Giannis also had three major blocks in this game, including an aggressive one uh, against against uh, Mason Plumley, where he was pretty upset about a no call on the other end, and he just sprinted down and and really winded up to to uh, swat uh, Mason Plumley. Uh, thank God he he uh, he got the ball on that one because uh, that could have really hurt Mason if he uh, if it wasn't clean. But uh, I won't. I definitely won't doubt Giannis when uh, you know when contesting a shot ever. Oh, a great development of this game too as it carried on was uh, Bobby Portis staring down the Hornets Hornets bench after his all of his. All of his threes, after, since he couldn't, uh, he couldn't be too blatantly aggressive anymore with the Hornets after getting into it with uh, with Ubre earlier. But Bobby made four of his seven three-point attempts. He was uh, seven of fourteen from the field, and I found it comical when Lamelo Ball airballed a floater after uh, doing the Jamal Crawford. Uh, behind behind the back hop step and then yeah airballing it with Jamal Crawford on the NBA TV broadcast and I also it was shouldn't even it wasn't funny it was honestly annoying that that uh the broadcast of uh Grant Hill Jamal Jamal Crawford and I believe it was Dennis Scott um I mean, it definitely wasn't all of this saying this, but at one point, um, the broadcast was talking junk about Giannis's shot. But meanwhile, the guy had had made like his first 14 free throw attempts or something like that. I saw something on Twitter that Giannis is now up to 77.2 percent from the line uh, since January, and uh, it's March 1st for all those who uh, who. Uh, Need to pay their rent, but that's two full months where Giannis is within three percentage points of 80% shooting from the line. If Giannis makes it to 80% from the line for the rest of the season, I got to do something wild. I don't know. Maybe I'll go streaking through Deer District. No, I'm not gonna do that. Don't no one report that. I'm just I'm just saying stuff. I'm I've been talking to myself for an hour fourteen straight. But a level below that. I, I would I would do it if Giannis gets to eighty for the Yeah, for the rest of the year from January first, but who am I kidding? I'm doing this show by myself. Who's even asking? But um, yeah, if you have any other questions on these bucks, I will be back uh, sooner rather than later to be sure. Uh, I have a couple days off of work here because I'm getting my wisdom teeth out tomorrow. <laughs> so uh, I should be off the meds by the time I'm uh, I'm recording next, but could make for an interesting episode until then i'll see you in another life brother
Thank you for tuning in to Nuck If You Buck, the Milwaukee Bucks podcast. We hope you join us again soon. See you in another life, brother.